Hello, everyone. My name is Dr. Joel Rosen. I call myself the Adrenal Fatigue Recovery Ninja, and I want to welcome you back to another edition of your Adrenal Fix. Um, I'm really excited to, to talk to our guest, our special guest today. Um, it's Dr. Patrick Porter, um, and he's actually a PhD, and, and I'm just going to go through his intro. Um, he's been on the cutting edge of brainwave entertainment technology for 25 years. Um, he's the co-developer of a technology called MC2, the first personal and light sound brainwave training machine, which we're going to talk about today in detail. And it's been voted the best new gadget of the year in 1989. Um, he's, uh, his newest device is the brain tap, which we're going to talk about. Um, it's distinct, distinctly designed to take the brain tap technology sessions to the highest possible level with the addition of light and sound frequencies, which really cool stuff. Um, Dr. Porter is known for developing Positive Changes, the largest self-improvement franchise using mind-based technologies and uh, making him a highly sought after expert with personal improvement industries. Um, and his success has been featured in the Wall Street Journal, um, Business Week, People, Inter Entrepreneurial, and Inc. Magazines, that's awesome stuff, as well as ABC, NBC, CBS, and Discovery Channel. And he's a licensed trainer of the neuro-linguistic programming and is the head of the mind-based studies at the International Quantum University of Integrative Medicine. Um, and also he's authored seven books, if that isn't enough, Thrive and Overdrive, which will give you um, a link to be able to get that for free. Um, and also how to navigate and overload lifestyle and, and his bestseller, Awaken the Genius. Um, so I, I could probably go on and on, but we got to actually get some, some content in here today. So yes. but first, thanks so much for being here, Dr. Patrick Porter. I appreciate that so much. It's, it's great to be here, Dr. Joel. So, so great. So I met you, it was about a month ago, and we were at a, a special seminar for doctors, and I got a pages and pages of notes and thinking, okay, this is, this is my kind of guy. Um, he's talking about stress. And one of the things that I wrote down, um, Patrick, was you mentioned that all stress is brain stress. And then you also mentioned that if it's prolonged for too long, we get into something called sympathetic survival syndrome. So can you just explain a little bit of that for, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Before we do that, just tell me a little bit about you because you had some, you had a really cool story as well. So I'm sorry to dive right in. I want my audience to know who you are. Well, yeah, I've been doing this for a long time. My dad actually started out as a, a very gifted alcoholic. And so he got, he got his help. And in the process, there were nine of us in our family. So we became the guinea pigs for a program called the Silva Method. And Silva taught you how to use your brain and your mind. And so we learned to do that. I was very, um, I was struggling with school myself. I had problems with attention deficit. And really, I was an artist trapped in this body that had to go to school. So I, I was always thinking creatively. And uh, but he, what he taught me was to use my brain, use what they called the Silva Sound, which is really we now know as a brainwave entrainment program. But at the time, we just as weird sounds that you'd hear and would balance the hemispheres of the brain. And what I found out was once I balanced my brain, I was really pretty smart. I didn't, I didn't really realize that. I didn't really do anything else but learn to relax and go into a brainwave state called alpha. Alpha is a modulating brainwave frequency, which means all other brainwaves, it's kind of like a tuning fork. It improves everything, it, everything resonates to it. So the brain kind of works like that. So this alpha brainwave actually helped me in my cognitive thinking uh, and things of that nature. And then I went on to um, help with light and sound research to create the MC square. Uh, which is a device that was the using the light sound portion. We've added the vibrational piece now just recently in the last five years because technology keeps advancing. So we keep, uh, you know, and so what I found is that 
technology has caused us a lot of problems and we'll probably talk a little bit about that and when we talk about brain stress which will kind of get to your question is right. that when we process something through our senses through our eyes ears our sensations of feeling some people can be in a very stressful situation like in war and they condition themselves that that wartime experience becomes their normal state of consciousness their body is is paying the price but they don't feel it because that becomes normal for them they come home from their war unfortunately and at first it's really happy and everything's going on it's exciting during that excitement their stress level's still up but after two or three weeks everybody goes back to their normal life and everything like that. And the person that has that high anxiety, that high stress, what we call PTSD, is still operating at the high level. So what they have to do is they have to create that stress in their environment. That's mental stress, not physical stress. They're not stressed anymore. They're sitting at home, relaxed and comfortable. But their brain literally puts their thoughts into overdrive. So they have to start arguing with their spouse. They have to create havoc in their home. They create an environment that they feel comfortable in because they feel more comfortable in stress. And that's what we're talking about, this low-level chronic stress. People don't realize it. And one of the stories I use in the seminar a lot is when, if you have children, then you know that, especially if they're the age where they have a cell phone and they text you, they're gonna want that message responded to right away. If not, they're gonna text you again. And we now know the brain literally has a dopamine receptor, just like the rats in the maze that ring the bell, that when we get a text and we respond to it, there's a satisfaction system that happens in the brain. That brain circuit runs, it creates a chemical corresponding reaction. When you think of thoughts are electronic and emotions are magnetic, and these things are happening in our body all the time because we're in this wavelength of light, sound, and vibration. We're living in that soup, in other words. Our brain has to create that chemical corresponding reaction. Well then, let's say that uh, in the past, uh, when I was first in business as a therapist, I used to help people stop smoking. And the whole thing was about what am I going to do with my anxiety? Well, the reality was that if they didn't have their cigarettes, they cut across three lanes of traffic to get their cigarettes, right? Well, now that's the way people are acting about their phone. If they leave home without their phone, they start to get anxiety. In fact, they have now have a psychological term called mophobia mobile phone phobia. <laughs> so people are afraid that they're going to lose their connection to the world. And this is all about brain stress. Uh, I mean, they literally say that if we could take our grandparents and put them in the middle of, you know, Times Square, they'd probably die of neuroshock because there's just so much information going on. And so that's what we're talking about here when we talk about brain stress. Yeah, no, awesome. There's so many questions I could ask you as a spinoff on that. Um, but ultimately, um, what's happening, and you've mentioned this as well, is in terms of it starts to repattern and it's almost like a plastic thing where it starts to lay down these roads where you need to maintain a certain amount of stress in order to be normalized. Can you explain a little bit about that? Well, yeah, a lot of people, they now say, well, I'm having a senior moment. Well, the reality is they're not having a senior moment. They now know science has proven that our brains literally have been redesigned through this neuroplasticity process that we go through so that our brains now work more like Google than they do in the old days. In the old days, I could remember my phone number, 32807. Everybody had that number of digits. And we didn't worry about writing it down. We just knew all of our friends' numbers. Well, now, if I lose my phone, I'm in big trouble, right? Right, right. <laughs> I have it backed up, but, but there's... What happens is that our brain becomes conditioned to its new environment. And so let's say that you remembered something and they call it 
state dependent memories. So let's say that in, this happens a lot with alcoholism and things like that. So an alcoholic drives home perfectly because they have a state dependent memory of driving home and as long as they're relaxed and comfortable. But now if, some, if a police pulls around behind them, that changed their physiological state. Now they become nervous. Now they start to drive erratically and they get pulled over and they get a drunk driving ticket. They shouldn't have been driving in the first place, but they didn't think that far ahead. But let's go back to memory for a minute. Let's say that they were, you remembered something in the kitchen and then you go to the, the living room to tell your spouse about it and you go, there's something I was gonna tell you. Oh my God, I'm having a senior moment. Well you changed your state from leaving the dining room. So then you go back to the dining room doing what you were doing before and all of a sudden the memory pops back in because just like Google in a GUI screen on your computer, you click the icon, which became, the icon became your living room, uh, which changed the frame because maybe you go into the living room to relax. So now the brain says, I don't need to know that information because I'm in the living room. So, but, so we can train our brain to work better in that area. But what happens is because there's so much information it's carrying, our brain can only handle seven plus or minus two chunks anyway on a conscious level. So it's going to prioritize what's most important for me to remember right now. And so it's not that you're having a senior moment. It's just because our brain, literally our consciousness, in other words, is recording everything. Before you were seven years old, basically your body, your senses were like a tape recorder recording everything in a video camera. Everything was being dumped in and then it wasn't really being sorted out. But then when you spit out and you, or you decided, hey, I've had enough, at some point you started to store, organize, polarize. And usually that's based upon, um, and I, I, I was brought up Catholic, so you have to forget the, the, uh, the part about, they say the Jesuits have a saying, if they can have the kids till they're six, they'll have them for life. And, and this is true with any, you know, you just think about our upbringing, you know, when um, the... Uh, when you're, when you're going through your life, there's certain things, like I'm, I'm really glad I went to the Catholic school in that. And there's a joke, you know, I survived Catholic school or something. But the, the reality is that I learned a lot there, but it also fine tuned my belief system. And whether right. that's true or not, for, for me it's true because that's what, what I have. But that also plays into your brain stress because when you get confronted with conflicting beliefs, those conflicting beliefs run emotional programs, which then put you into a bind like, what should I do? This is, and so depending upon how your brain's been trained, and that's really what we're talking about here is how can we build more neuroplasticity and solution-oriented thinking? If not, the body freezes up. When you talk about adrenal fatigue and all that happens, flow states are the best states for the body. Uh, when we're in a flow state, energy's moving, body's producing, doing its thing. But when you get into stress states, anger states, all negative emotional states, the body starts to lock up, freeze. We don't get the oxygen we need. We get the oxidization. We, all those negative things that happen in the body. And it starts with a thought. Because the stressful event isn't really, uh, and I gave the example of flying a helicopter. I mean, they don't just put a pilot into the helicopter seat. They teach them each step. And then the, the pilot learns all those steps and then goes and does it. Just like learning to drive a car, you don't just put a 15-year-old behind the wheel and say, go for it. You, you know, hopefully you teach them. But in our life, nobody's really taught us life skills. And that's really uh, where, where brain tapping comes in and what we're talking about.
Right, right. And so just sort of going into sort of the my demographic with the adrenals, and I do really try to teach them, hey, listen, your adrenals are your, your sound system to stress accumulating on the body. But ultimately, the same impacting uh, stressors and, and those like you've mentioned, are not just a like I got stressed from work. Um, or a spouse or finances or government, but it's also chemical and physical and emotional and, and, and trap, you know, all of the above. Um, but ultimately, um, you, you, what you're saying is, is that um, when, when you have technology that is literally like putting plastic or redesigning the way that our brain is, um, is, is, is processing and synapsing. Um, and, and we really, what I tell patients is we create a perfect storm where you have the right set of variables or the wrong set of variables that are almost um, specifically designed for, by designers like, you know, where, um, you know, most of Silicon Valley doesn't want their kids with cell phones because, you know, they know that these programs like Facebook and having like a like or a comment, it almost reinforces that dopamine dependency. Um, but when you combine that with um, methylation problems where we inherit a, a SNP that doesn't allow us to detox um, and you combine that with not absorbing your healthy nutrients um, or not being able to um, break down, you know, foods or eliminate toxins. Now we're talking about an overwhelmed, um, you know, set of people that don't just have adrenal problems, they have mitochondrial problems. So, so, so getting into the, you know, what you do and what I've been using, which is, I got to tell you, I told you the first day I tried it, I had the best meditation, um, you know, session that I've ever had. And I've been using it twice a day since, since then. But so let's Let's talk and transition to um, how these frequencies and being in sympathetic overdrive um, continues to get that negative spiral or that avalanche uh, that needs to be broken that a lot of people aren't looking at. Right. Part of what you're talking about is the, the advancement of science that's proving out some of these theories we're talking about. Right. They now know that our thoughts literally can change 2,000 or more gene expressions. So even if they... Uh, even if the potential is there for them to clear these out, but if they're thinking the wrong thoughts or under the wrong stress, whether that is chemical, emotional, or physical, of course, we focus a lot on the thought part of it, but you can't think your way out of a bad emotional or, or chemical situation. You've got to do both. I believe that there's, you always have to do it, the whole package. There's a, you have to look at the system as a whole, not as just, it's not just one thing. So what happens with the, within the system is if you can, if you're, I'll, I'll use it kind of the flip of that. Let's say you're taking all the best nutrients. You're doing everything you need, but you're not working out and you're not thinking the right thoughts. Those nutrients are going to be flushed through your system, number one, because high stress causes the digestive system to really not function. It's, it's almost like a car that's half on, half off because you're in fight or flight. The blood's moving from your gut where it needs to be to digest food. It's moving out to your limbs because it thinks you're being chased by a tiger or whatever. And that's where we talked in the, about uh, why zebras don't have ulcers, which maybe I should kind of tell the audience a little bit about. Yeah, book, You can see it on YouTube as well. You type in why zebras don't have ulcers. But think for a moment, if you're a zebra in the Serengeti, you don't have to be the fastest zebra. You have to be the second slowest, right? right. Because the slowest zebra is probably going to be lunch. And, but every day they get up, and unlike us, they get up and it's really life or death. They could be in a situation today that's their last day. 
So, but what they found with zebras, it, once they're being chased by that lion, a lion has a very short, you know, most of the time they're laying around, you know, just watching, watching the scenes. But then every once in a while they jump up, they go for a sprint, and that sprint lasts less than 45 seconds. If, if they don't get that zebra, they go, ah, I'll wait for the slower one next time. They don't really put a lot of effort into it. They don't do a lot of training, but they're still very ferocious. If they get you, they're going to kill you. But then what they find is the zebra runs like, you know, runs pell-mell to get, get away from that, that lion. But as soon as the lion goes back to the shade, that zebra almost automatically just shakes it off, puts their head down, starts eating grass like nothing happened. They don't go to meetings. They don't get badges for not being eaten by the lion for the last three years. They don't, there's, they don't go tell their friends, hey, you know what? That lion just about got me yesterday. And they don't call, they don't have a, a call tree. But unfortunately, people, we have this, we have this need to connect, which is, is good and bad. And my background is psychology, so I don't want to bash it too hard. But there's never been a psychological study done that is better than 12%. The placebo is 43. So that means if you talk about a problem, what you've really done is you've reinforced it because your subconscious doesn't know the difference between real or imagined. So when you have a stressful event and then you relive it, they now know through science that our body literally is wiring and firing around that concept. And then when somebody says they create their reality, what they're creating is the environment of that experience happening again, because the body tries to recreate the, the sensations, the feelings, the thoughts, the ideas. And every thought has a corresponding chemical reaction. So that means if you're in fear, frustration, this cortisol levels, these things, the brain has to create the chemical corresponding relationship to that thought that makes the feeling happen in the body. So then, so that's why it's better to be happy, <laughs> you know, have that short memory. They, in fact, in sports, which we deal a lot with sports people, the most productive sports people, even like Tom Brady, who's one of the greatest quarterbacks, he goes out and throws three interceptions in a game, but then goes down and wins the game in the last drive because he doesn't remember the three interceptions. You know, somebody who doesn't have his experience might re just focus so much on those three interceptions, but when he gets into the zone, you know, that's just one example. There's a lot of athletes like that, but people don't, they tend to focus on the negative, unfortunately, and that's our news too. Uh, I've never been pulled over yet by a police officer and said, you know, uh, Dr. Porter, I really love the way you negotiated that turn. It was awesome. And the way you let those pedestrians cross, they don't do that. What they do is they were, were conditioned negatively, right? So this negative conditioning creates a negative response system. And in the past, in the 70s, there was a book called I'm Okay, You're Okay. And it's talking about stroking. So people just want that connection. So they'll, they'll seek out the negative connection just because it's a connection. It's not a good connection, but they condition themselves. So basically feeling bad becomes a habit instead of it being a choice. You know, I mean, there's going to be things that bad, good things happen to bad. I mean, bad things happen to good people, so you can't avoid them. But how long do you, do you process them? How bad do you move through that? So I think part of it is we're just not, we're never trained. I mean, right. Right. And it also speaks to because I speak a lot of that to the people who do my program and the people that are on my page where gratitude and I told you about sort of that 40 years of Zen. And one of the things that they found was the things that had the most uh, impact on brave wave and, and sympathetic versus parasympathetic and tapping into that is forgiveness. You know, that's a big one. Um, but aside from that, what you know, talking what you're basically saying is, you know, just a positive mental attitude goes much further than, you know, 
sitting on the top of a mountain whistling, you know, lollipops and rainbows. There's an actual physiological mechanism that works for or against you in terms of, um, you know, getting you into healing and adaptive mechanisms and repair and regenerate or get you into fight or flight where you deplete your raw materials, you have a supply and demand problem, and now your system's crashing. Is that kind of what you're saying? Exactly. And most people don't have what's called long-term thinking. They only think short-term immediate gratification. Uh, one study that I like to share is the one about the, uh, they gave these kids these cookies and they, they were monitoring how quickly did they eat their cookies. They said, you can eat them now, you can save them for later. They found out that the people that saved them for later, when they tracked them through high school and then on into college, they became such, so much more successful and they realized that they had delayed gratification. You know, when you have immediate gratification needs, you can make some really bad decisions because you don't think about the long-term ramifications of those. Like, let's say you're under stress. You go, you know what? If I have a couple beers or a bottle of wine or whatever, I feel better. Well, eventually what happens is that becomes the addiction. You know, but the real addiction isn't any of those things. The real addiction is what was I doing to get out of stress? Right, you know? yeah. And, and so, in, in, so with the, real, the real addiction is the stress. They don't realize that because they, they thought it was a symptom of something. And, and really, it, it, it's, it's not the cause. It is the symptom. But what's eating them? You know, is their life not working? Do they have a plan? Do they, do they think about the future? There's a lot more that goes into it. And I think that when the, again, it goes back to flow. And what we know is that when people are in movement, like when we do our HRV scans with people, which I know you got your experience, the, uh, um, when, we, when we test people who are martial artists, who are um, into dancing, yoga, you know, people are into breathing. Think of it, you can't dance and hold your breath. I mean, you'd look like, you know, the seventh grade dance that you went to as in junior high because everybody's freaked out. They don't have to do it. So it's all about flow and breathing and being a part of the system. And once you get into that, and then you start taking the right supplementation, you start thinking the right thoughts, you start getting the adequate rest. The body knows how to adapt to its environment but only if we get rid of the interference that's there. And you know whether that's a physical interference where you're doing it with chiropractic care and getting the body in alignment, or you're doing it with supplementation where you're getting you know, the right supplements in the body. We can't get the right supplements from the foods we're consuming. You know, even if we tried our very best and went to Whole Foods every day and bought in the organic, there's just not enough nutrients there. So we gotta do something. We, where our thoughts have to be maintenance. Every day we are in, really we're we're either i call it tai chi for the mind because you never want to fight force with force so but when i go into the airport i'm assaulted by cnn and i travel a lot so i'm going i try not to watch cnn because if i'm if i'm really too happy all i have to do is turn on cnn and i'm depressed in, in moments because all they're going to tell me about is things i have no control over i mean it's okay to know about those things but don't dwell on them don't don't perpetuate those thoughts um i've been accused of not knowing what's happening in the world <laughs> You know, because if you get too tied up in that, you know, you just don't take care of your own self. So I think it's better to take care of your home, your family, your community that you live in, and the rest will take care of itself. I might be naive in that way, but it makes me sleep better at night. So that's, that's what I'm focusing on. Well, you know, I think it, it really speaks to the fact that, um, so, so I come from the other side in terms of um, some people are just, you know, there's anxiety that runs in the family and there is mood disorders and addictions and compulsions, and there really is a genetic susceptibility. Um, and so that could mean your, your, your COMT or certain enzymes clear quicker. 
Um, and when they clear quicker, there is not that dopamine or that neurotransmitter to be around. So, you know, you can put any type of uh, a holic on the end of someone that has a dopamine problem, right? Um, but, you know, the, for the same reason that dopamine hangs too, too, too much, um, you can still have those same anxieties where you have a slow enzyme and it doesn't clear as quick. And then you put on top of that, not absorbing your nutrients, so there's no proteins to even clear out. Um, then having upregulated, um, you know, neurotransmitters that are um, excitatory that don't even go down that pathway, having iron deficiencies. So I try to work on the whole picture like you mentioned um, in terms of, well, let's understand the genetic susceptibilities. Let's keep your blood sugar stable. Let's, you know, fix the gut and heal the, you know, the, the absorption and, and detoxification. But back to what you've designed and which I'm so excited is the fact that um, there is a tool now that, that you've been using that um, helps um, not just because I've had a, a meditation patient that, you know, said, well, I've been meditating for years. Um, but this is sort of like meditation on steroids in terms of, well, that's an oxymoron, too, because you want less, you know, you know, for <laughs> Um, but anyways, um, tell us a little bit about how the frequencies and, and, you know, there's certain kinds of frequencies that help us get into certain wavelengths and why, you know, the tool of a brain tap where it uses visual, you know, and, and, and auricular stimulation. Tell us all about that because, you know, it's fascinating. Okay. A few things for the listeners is that, first of all, we are light, sound, and vibration. That's what we respond to in the universe. So what science has now shown us that if we put in certain frequencies into the brain, and they're very specific frequencies, that the body responds to it. Just like we know that we respond when we go to the top of a mountain, it's a 7.8 hertz frequency. They call it the Schumann frequency. If we go near the ocean, it's a 10 hertz frequency. That's an alpha frequency, healing frequency. So that's why we feel good when we go to these places. If we go to the symphony, and we're sitting there relaxing. We don't know why we're relaxing and feeling good. That's because it's, it's probably broke classical music, 10 hertz frequency. So what we've designed at, at BrainTap is that we use light through the eyes. The eyes are closed. And the reason we're doing it with the eyes closed is it's a lot of energy. Light, our body is, think of us like a photaic being. We're actually absorbing light all the time. And that light is what turns on or instructs the mitochondria what to do in, in, the, in the cellular system of the body. And we don't have time to go into all of that, but you, you did a good job explaining it earlier anyway. So as, as, the, as the light comes into the brain, our brain has been, think of it like a bowl of jelly, and we've been knocking it around our whole life. And so some people, it doesn't really bother them that much. It heals up, they're fine. But other people have had trauma you know, maybe a car accident or a football injury or a sporting injury. But every child, by the time they're five, has had about 2,000 traumatic brain injuries. Now, some are major, some are minor. You know, some they get a big lump on their head, some they don't. So, but the, the brain has kind of been jacked up, never dealt with. But we bring light into the brain. That light, literally, the photon, our, our cells, borrow that photon. It turns on the mitochondria, starts the cell working in the Krebs cycle. Now, the key is, that there's a frequency, we take them from 18 hertz frequency, let's say, down to four hertz frequency, which is theta, the, the deep state near sleep. Now, as we do that, the brain is actually being instructed to release or instructing the gut to create the neurotransmitters needed. But it's also getting rid of the stress that the body's feeling. And this is a, a palatable stress, we can feel it. Our, our muscles might be tight, and we might be clenching our jaw, 
you know, all these things. So when we move out of beta, the body naturally starts to release those because we only feel fear, frustration, and anxiety in beta. It's also the dopamine. That's what instructs the body to create dopamine. So that's why we feel good. You know, we get that dopamine hit. But the reality is when too much happens, it also causes stress. We need that, that perfect balance, if you will. So when we get them into to alpha, this is acetylcholine. It's going to help us to become creative in our thinking. It's going to help us to relax and uh, basically almost like a drug. You know, people get into that. That's why people like to meditate, you know, and do that because it, it literally is our brain can create 30,000 different neurochemicals with a simple thought. So as they're going through this, so what we've done in order to get them to get somebody to alpha, we can do that with just sound. We can put a 200 hertz frequency in one ear, 210 in the other. And, and with the right modulation, changing the frequency every three to four seconds, the brain will follow that frequency. We call it frequency following response. There's actually a science called that. So we're going to use light and sound coordinating what's happening in the right ear with the left eye and vice versa. And going back and forth, the brain will create what they call a Gaussian field. So it creates this field of energy that you literally are transported into. You feel like you're no longer in your body, let's say. You are in your body, but it, the sensation and feeling is you're not. It's like going to a good movie where they have surround sound, and then you have to kind of pinch yourself and go, I'm in a movie. I'm not really here. So we want to take your body out of the stress state and into this parasympathetic state. Because in rest and relaxation mode, the body heals. You can't heal in the sympathetic overload, the beta state. Now, what we've done to facilitate that too is we actually broadcast a frequency of Dr. Nogier, who it's 194 hertz frequency through the ears. Now, there's light in the ears. So people look at our earphones and go, why do you have lights in your ears? What are you going to see there? The reality is that we hear 30% of the time with our eyes. That's why if you've ever been in a lecture and you couldn't see the speaker, you couldn't hear them because the eyes actually bring it. We hear and we see through our whole body. We don't, it's not just through our eyes and ears. So what we've done is we've, the light in the ears though, because the blood circulates to the body every two to four minutes, depending upon your heartbeat or three to four minutes, probably be more accurate. Then we're going to be doing some blood doping with photons. So those photons circulate, circulate through the body finds a cell where the mitochondria is not working. That cell then, like a, ne a negative charge, takes the positive photon charge and absorbs it. Once it's absorbed into there, it starts the Krebs cycle. It basically says, let's reboot this cell. Now, our cells are 99.999% nothing. And there's more space in our body than there are space in the sky when we look out into the night sky. So inside that, they know it's not nothing anymore. Science knows it's information. So that's information that's instructing what's going on. We, we have a, a spatial paradigm, if you will, that we know our past, we know our future, but our brain and our body needs to function in the moment right now. So it's, it's evaluating all this information and how does the body adapt, improvise, overcome, all these things it needs to do, which we take for granted. I mean, we get up, walk across the room, no big deal. But we have trillions of cells working in unison to do that. And this is this field we call it. So this field is working. So once we, what we found in Virginia, uh, Virginia Hart out of Cal Berkeley actually shows it in brilliant photography. When we slow down the brainwave, we actually increase the energy of the body. People think they get energy from food. She did an experiment where she proved that when we pray over food, we actually give food energy. And uh, part of that is when you're, so when we're praying, we're literally getting our body ready to digest the food. So we're getting ourselves out of that stress response, relaxing, 
Now our body can digest the food. So now it can metabolize. So many people eat in front of the news and they're just gobbling down their food and their food's not digesting because they're not in a relaxed place. But she showed that the energy, so we have this energy field that we live in, which they now can measure even through heart rate variability up to 18 feet away from people. So they know that it's light and sound. And so this frequency field is around us. We don't see it with our conscious eyes, but it's there in this field of energy. And as we get out of stress, the more stress we're in, the tighter it is. So think of it like a defense mechanism. It creates this shield around us and to protect us. But then that's good if we need it. But then we need to loosen that up and, and let the body get into back into that flow state. So when you get into alpha and theta, now when you go through those different cycles, the key here for your listener is that the brain, if you don't go through these cycles and get rid of this stress before you go to sleep, you're probably not reaching deep level four stress. In what level four, and they can go to uh, Scientific America, the June issue in 2016, and they can read the article about how they now know there's a plumbing system in the brain. We, we kind of knew that, those of us who were in natural medicine, that there's this thing called the lymphatic system. And, but in the brain, just like there's a blood-brain blood barrier for uh, supplements to get into the brain, there's also a, like a detox mechanism of the brain so that things don't just drain out of the brain. But it, the brain only drains of its detox when you're in level four sleep, or you have something called leaky brain, which is just like leaky gut, which can be damaging. So, but if you get this deep level four sleep, which should happen three to five times at night, your brain naturally detoxes. You get into something called sleep paralysis when it happens. So if your listeners ever woke up and they couldn't move, they literally woke up in the middle of one of these cleansing cycles because the body has to be offline for the brain to do this detox. And then once it's detoxed, it kicks back on again, it reboots. So what we do with the brain tap is you're literally going through one of those cycles. So your brain gets an opportunity to detox at that deep level of theta in the in deep, it's almost like a level four sleep. And that's why people where they'll do 10 minutes of brain tap, they go, wow, I feel like I just slept for four hours. What they literally did was they rebooted the system so that they could reach that deep level and the brain could then cleanse itself. Yeah, it's so cool. I mean, I, I'm just going to show people because I, I have it here. And I, like I said, just to give people an idea what it looks like, you know, we have the, um, I'll turn it on. You have these ear um, settings that, I mean, not people that listen to this won't see it. Um, those are the lights you were talking about. And then when you run the program, which we can talk about in a second, um, it takes you through guided um, visualization through that, that program. And usually they're anywhere between, what, 15, 14 minutes to about 24 minutes or so. Is that what we would say? Yeah, we have some 10-minute ones we call digital coffee to wake up your brain in the morning. Uh -huh. And then most of the other ones are 15 to 20 minutes okay and so but um so just to sort of give a recap just because it is complex stuff you know you you have um the ability to get baselines which you talked about with heart rate variability and and for those that don't get that basically when we're in a sympathetic fight or flight mode um, our heart rate variability is very low we're tightly regulated by our, our neurotransmitters um and and we're in a sympathetic fight or flight and you have a low heart rate variability when you when you get more into rest and digest and 
parasympathetic. Um, you're able to go up and down. You're more adaptable. So basically, the te technology will will get a baseline and, and and have really cool visuals to show you how the brain is is firing in different frequencies. And then you go through um, training through all these different wavelengths in order to get um, certain healing and resetting of the brain so that you're not in fight or flight mode um, and you actually produce more energy from a mitochondrial level um, because of the, the way that the energy systems work from frequencies and vibrations. Is that kind of a good summary of, of yeah. what it is? Perfect, yes. Yeah, so awesome. So, um, so let's in the got about uh, five more minutes or about seven more minutes or so. Um, but you, you do also have um, the ability for different things like you have people that have insomnia, um, people that have had post traumatic stressors, um, people that have um, potential even Lyme uh, and infections. So tell us a little bit about what you know, the you know, what the actual software that is required for for the hardware to work properly. Right. Well, we're going to actually, you can give them the gift of the 15 day free trial and they can get the book that'll learn more about it because we only have five minutes left. But what happens is the software is driven by your phone. So you have your phone, which can bring stress, right? But we also, it can also bring relief. So right. we have an app. In that app, you have access to over 800 different sessions. We also have on, on the app, uh, lesser programs like Stress RX and things like that where people can do it. So what happens is when you plug it into your phone, even if you're just using your earphones, you can get the sound vibration part of it. You're not getting the light portion. But for some people, if they want to try that, they can at least get part of the experience. And what it's going to do, the, the sound itself and the vibration that's coming through the earphones, our cell phones are so adaptable now even as well that there's so much technology in there that we can send the right frequencies through that. The ear hears it and then guides the body. The body responds to that response. That's that frequency following response we're talking about. Now, the reason we have so many sessions, let's say you're doing the stress protocol, we have 13 sessions because each session does a different training. So you start with number one and you move through the series. And each time it's going to take you deeper and deeper, spending more time getting different parts of the brain activating because the different parts of the brain need, need those neurons to be you know, firing and just basically waking up the brain because the brain is, is designed to use minimal energy. It'll take every opportunity to shut down because it, it doesn't want to use all the energy. But right. it's, like, it's just like your muscles. If you're used to working out, your muscles crave working out. But if you're not used to working out, it doesn't like to work out. So we want the neurons to crave working, to, to be thinking, cognizant. And the more you use your brain, it's just like the muscles, the better your brain's going to work for you. And in this day and age, one thing we're sure of is that we're all moving toward a, a progressively older, but we don't want to go into old age without our memory. So we need to keep those neuron pathways firing and wiring so that we can remember the things that we enjoyed in our life and learn to focus out of those negative things and, and using like the forgiveness processes and gratitude processes and things like that. Yeah. And you mentioned just sort of um, the, that we're the generation, the first generation that's been refusing the, the aging process, correct? Right. Yeah. I mean, well, we just spent a week with our grandkids on vacation and I don't ever remember my grandparents getting out in a boat with me or swimming or canoeing or, I mean, they would sit on the bank and watch the kids play. Well, right. Our grandkids don't want that. We don't want that. We want to be able to play and, and I want to have access to my faculties and my body. And so that means I'm going to take better care of myself. 
Right. And if you don't take care of yourself, you can't blame anybody but yourself. Right. And and that's where, you know, coming full circle, where all stress, all chronic, you know, sort of that sympathetic survival syndrome um, impacts the brain first. And and so so what you mentioned earlier is you have a uh, free ebook, which I which is a great book. Um, it's uh, Thrive in Overdrive. Um, so what I'll do is I will post the link to that underneath this interview so people can do that. And then on top of that, you have a 15 day um, trial with the access to the software for the um, for the, the all the different uh, ways that you can train the brain through the different wavelengths and going through that sequential um, sequences or, or planning. Um, and then, you know, and then we've you've also um, had some special ways for people to get involved with um, getting the the machine. It doesn't have to. They don't have to have the machine. But ultimately, and I, like I'll say, I don't like to recommend things, Patrick, unless I've tried them myself. And I, and I, I guess in a good way, I have a you know I've developed that. I like to exercise, so you crave exercise. Um, I like the brain tap, so I crave the brain tap. So um, it, it's an awesome thing. I can notice I'm a lot more focused, a lot more relaxed. Um, I was like you too. I didn't realize I was smart until I sort of started to you know settle down and start to try these things and I think this is just a hack like in today's day and age we like hacks that sort of cut through the the monotony of things that don't work and we want that like your kid wants to be we, we you know called right away and replied right away we want to be able to heal a lot quicker and I really think that you know your system and I've emailed this to you is is going to be life-changing for the way that our brains repattering so I'll put that link to that um, any other parting or uh, other recommendations in terms of um, just um, what someone can do to, you know, get out of that sort of that brain overwhelm type of thing in general? Well, I think the main key is when you're going to bed, uh, even without the brain tapping system, you should go to bed consciously. Slowly move through the different body parts, evaluate them. In fact, use the gratitude method, thank those body parts, release the tension from those body parts. And just with that alone, I've had people email me back or call me and say, hey, you know, I'm sleeping so much better because they go to sleep stressed and then they wake up. Sleep is such a key component. And, uh, you know, don't get so fixated on what's wrong with the world. Get fixated on what you can do about changing yourself and then the world will change around you. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I appreciate that. And then lastly, too, I, I do believe sort of, and as you mentioned, like with people that have an adrenal problem, they think it's the adrenals, which I say that's at the glandular level or the tissue level. And then downstream from that is the system level where they all have to communicate to each other. But upstream from the tissue level is the, you know, is the sort of the, or sort of the, is the cellular level. But upstream from the cellular level is where that frequency and vibration comes in. Um, but then ironically, downstream from the system level is where the frequency and vibration comes in. So that's where, you know, the gratitude for things that haven't happened yet and the frequency of getting as to where are we going towards versus what are we suffering in and what are we noticing that's not working um, creates that dissonance where you're body and your mind don't know the difference between the two and has to sort of work towards that. And I think that's what your tool does. So thank you so much, um, Patrick, for being on the call today. Um, I will put the link to um, the BrainTap um, offer and the free Thrive um, in Overdrive book. And thank you so much for what you're doing. I really appreciate you being on the call and what your mission is to help the world, uh, you know, be a healthier place. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Joel. I look forward to helping you and your patients. Thanks for tuning into today's show. 
If you like what you've heard and you're interested to see if you're a good fit to work with our Adrenal Awakening program, here's what to do next. Head to adrenalfatiguesociety.com forward slash apply and book an appointment to speak to our team. Here's how it works. We'll get on the phone for about 45 minutes and get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, where exactly do you want to be with your health and where are you now? Number two, what are the genetic components that haven't been discovered that are impacting your health? And number three, what are the environmental triggers that may be overlapping with these genetic components keeping you from getting optimal health? Remember, getting your energy back just won't happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make that happen. We've helped clients all over the world transform their lives, quadruple their energy, and fix their metabolism, and make the world a better place. To see if you can do the same thing, head to adrenalfatiguesociety.com forward slash apply. I'm Dr. Richard Joel Rosen, and we'll talk to you soon.